Hello and welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. And if you're wondering why the audio sounds a little different, it's because we are currently sitting up on top of the hill where you get cell service in Jacob's truck recording this podcast on my cell phone. So sorry for the uh, the audio being a little different, but we wanted to give you basically an update on on how our, our bow hunt weekend went. It's Saturday evening, so we've had basically two days of hunting, and we're just going to kind of update you all on, or I guess take you along on the journey through our stories here. So I'll start, I started, I came down Thursday afternoon, late, late afternoon, early evening, and was able to hunt a little bit Thursday evening, just a little bit, uh, I don't know, probably, <clears throat> probably the last um, maybe two hours, hour and a half of daylight. So wasn't much time, but didn't see anything, but I at least got up in the woods. Then we were all here then by Friday morning, and we all got up and headed up into the woods, and Jeff got into the first action, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we left the cabin a little later because it was raining, um, so we basically didn't want to spend too much time out in the woods before shooting light and just get all soaked. So uh, I was going up to my spot, and uh, it's straight uphill, and then there's a little uh, hay field that you cross before I was got up to my spot. And uh, as soon as I got to the top of the hill, I peeked over the ridge, and there was deer feeding in that hay field. Uh, I picked out the closest one with that was presenting the best shot, and uh, lined up a shot and took my shot. I guess to back up, um, I never really told you guys where we're at. We're down in the Wayne National Forest, down in southeastern Ohio. So we've got some topography down here. Jeff, as Jeff mentioned, you know, he went, he was going up the hill sort of thing. So just to kind of set the scene, <clears throat> that's where we're at. We're in the Wayne National Forest. Hill country down here. So keep that in mind, I guess, because that plays a part in, I would say, all of our stories. Yeah, you know, just about it's everything. Hard, it's hard not to down here. So, so yeah, Jeff, I... I interrupted you but i wanted to kind of give everybody sort of set the stage but yeah i took my shot uh i thought i made a pretty good shot but i went back to uh the cabin to get out of the rain while uh because i was only 100 yards from the cabin i was out the front door going up the hill and so i went back to give it some time um because i was a little unsure about the shot you said you you thought she might have reacted to the shot like she might have jumped the st- I'm using air quotes here jumped the string yeah yeah it was it was a far shot um I knew I could take that shot accurately um but it was a far shot uh I went back up a little later you know after giving it half hour to 45 minutes found my arrow um there was some grit on the arrow and uh, 
it smelled like stomach matter and guts. So I was pretty worried about the shot. So I backed out and basically just kind of watched the woods while I let that, you know, doe have more time. I went back after a couple hours, uh, took up a blood trail. I had pretty good blood for the first 50 yards, and then it just stopped. So I spent the rest of uh, the morning grid searching uh, that hillside, trying to find her. Uh, I jumped a very nice buck. Uh, trying to find her, and then a couple of, uh, smaller bucks, uh, and I was about ready to give up on looking for her, and searched one last place, and there she lied. Yeah, because with the rain, like Jeff mentioned, it was, it rained, and rained, and rained, <laughs> And so with the, <clears throat> you guys know, you know, with rain, it makes blood trailing hard. It had basically washed away any blood that was there. And so you just ended up kind of yeah, and coming across her. Yeah, and confirmed that it was a pretty bad shot. She definitely reacted uh, to the bow going off. Uh, I ended up getting one lung sheet. She had to have reacted, ducked down, and turned towards me because I ended up getting one lung and then coming out of her back leg. And so, she was broadside when you She was broadside, yeah. 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 So, so as of yet, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to spoil it, but I was just going to say we have that, that's the only deer we got. You guys are going to hunt tomorrow morning. I am leaving before it gets daylight tomorrow morning. So it's up to you to get anything else. Yeah. But uh, uh yeah, I uh passed on a couple deer, small deer. Um just not big enough and or good enough opportunity. On a couple occasions, um, Friday morning, I didn't see a thing, got just super wet. Friday evening, I passed on a, what I believe was a fawn. This time of year, it's kind of hard to tell, especially down here. The deer don't get as big as they do up north where they're corn-fed. Um, I believe it was a fawn, though, and it was right at the edge of my comfort zone range-wise. Uh, so I let that doe walk. It um, came in, if it had come in closer, but it got right to like 30, 35 yards, which is about as far as I'm comfortable shooting with my bow. Um, it picked up some sort of scent. Um, it was dead downwind to me, so it was came in the exact wrong place. Um, and it didn't blow or bust out but it just almost like it hit a wall it stopped and stood there and sniffed and sniffed and sniffed and licked its face and sniffed and then turned around and just walked back the other way um so that was my friday evening i uh you skipped ahead i didn't do my friday morning oh sorry sorry you had action so, friday morning yeah so friday i i went up to my spot way up on the top of this ridge it's pretty 
it's a pretty long climb up there. But I got up there, got my stand set up, and it rained and rained and rained. And I think it was, I didn't see anything early. I think it was 10, 11 o'clock or something. I had a, it was a six point come by and I just, I couldn't get a shot. It was close enough, but it, it, it did exactly what I was hoping the deer would do in this spot. Basically, it's it's up on top of this ridge. There's a like a saddle there, a low, a low area in the ridge where they cross, and then it's kind of like a bowl in the back of this hollow. And I was sitting at the top of this bowl where the sort of the open timber transitions into like a thick brushy kind of overgrown bottom area and I was figuring the deer I've seen him do this before would kind of skirt the top of that hollow around that bowl it's exactly what he did he was just on the other side of the brush from where I was so before I got down or, or I guess went back to the cabin for lunch I moved my stand a little closer a little farther downhill into this bowl and then basically worked my way back to the cabin for lunch. It was it stopped raining there three o'clock or something, I think it was. So we hung out until until three and then went back up. Like Jacob said, he, he got into some deer or, or that fawn. I went back up to my spot Friday evening and the wind had shifted. It was an east, I think it was an east wind. And I thought it was going to be good, but the way the topography was, it just caused that wind to, to swirl so bad. I spent the last probably 45 minutes of daylight that night with deer just blowing at me from every direction. It was, it was kind of screwed up. So that night was kind of a bust for me. So Saturday then, this morning, we got up bright well, Hold and on, early. Jeff didn't get into his Friday night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, we're all just, keep me, keep me on track. <laughs> yeah. We're all discombobulated. So uh, Friday morning, uh, when I was looking for that uh, doe that I shot, I found a pretty good spot uh, sitting on the edge of a uh, an old oil well flat, um, overgrown field, um, about an acre, little strip. Uh, so I went up and sat there the evening on Friday. Uh, wasn't out for long and had a doe fawn come in. I uh, wasn't I had already harvested a doe, so I wasn't interested in shooting another. So she hung out for probably about a half hour, just working her way around the field. She left the field a um, little bit later that evening. I had pretty nice six-point come in, um, something that I would have been happy with any other year. Um, but this year I set a goal for myself uh, to shoot a mature buck, so I... I let that uh, buck walk as well. Um, 
he was a six point, uh, had pretty long, tall main main beams. Um, his brow tines were only about an inch. Uh, if those brow tines were a little bigger, I probably would have been really hard to pass on him. Um, but I I held the trigger. You know, it was it was it was hard because it was a nice buck. But let him walk. So that was that was Friday then, right? We don't we didn't get into anything else. So Saturday, who wants to kick off Saturday? Saturday, that's today. Well, um, as I'm, I believe most of Ohio was today. It was extremely cold and very windy. Um, so temperatures down here were flirting right around 30 degrees this morning. Uh, and then we had a 13 to 15 mile an hour wind. I would say that was a pretty constant 13 to 15 miles an hour. And the gusts probably got up into the 20, 25 range. Yeah. It was blowing. If you were up in a tree, uh, it was an adventure. It was a ride. Yeah. So... Uh, I went up behind our cabin, um, and sat, uh, the neighbor, he owns some land up there and he lets us hunt his property from time to time. Um, he's not down this weekend, so I went up and figured I'd use one of his tree stands, um, that he's got up there, which was a mistake because I did not take a butt pad <laughs> and it's a metal tree stand in 30 degree weather. Uh, so I froze my butt off literally. Um, <laughs> it just sucked every ounce of heat out of me through my butt on that stand. It was freezing cold plus the wind. So I actually didn't make it very long this morning. I'm embarrassed to say, but I had to go back down to the cabin. I think by nine o'clock, I was just freezing. I was not prepared. I didn't wear enough clothes. I didn't bring the right gloves. Plus, I didn't have a, my butt pad to insulate my butt from the metal seat. <laughs> it was just all bad. But in the short time I was up there, uh, I did have three uh, deer f cross down below me. They were way out of range. Uh, maybe in a couple weeks when we're down here with firearms, firearm season, um, I might have been able to take a poke at them. They were, I would say, somewhere in the 100-yard range, 100 yard range um, way out of bow range. And it's also not um, manicured property, so it was thick. I mean, I, I could barely pick out the deer crossing down there, let alone get a shot at them. Um, so there was three of them, I believe. There was at least two, one large-bodied deer came through pretty quick and I thought maybe she would be getting pushed by a buck uh, but then a couple minutes later I think it was two more does came through but they were kind of running right with each other side by side kind of and it was through a lot of brush and thick so I don't know for sure that there was two more but it looked I think there was two more um, they came through and I was hoping they would come through there's a gas line that runs kind of up 
the ridge. So I was hoping they'd go through into that gas line and then maybe come back, come up towards me. But that didn't happen. Never saw him again. Never saw him again. Uh, so I went down to the cabin, warmed up for a quick hour or so, and then can't kill deer from the couch, so got back in the woods. And uh, then, so I kind of had three sets today, believe it or not. So then I hunted from like 10 to 12 or 1. Um, I climbed all the way up to the top on the other side of the road. Um down the road a little bit from where Jeff was hunting. Um, and it's a familiar spot to me. I mean, I knew right where I was going. Uh, it's a hike up there carrying my climbing stand. Uh, I got all the way up there and climbed up in a tree. And it was super slow. Nothing happening. Didn't hear anything. Didn't see anything. And then I was just about ready to call it quits to go in for lunch. And I uh, decided I was going to give it one last ditch effort. So I was going to get the rattling antlers out. I hadn't used them on that sit yet. I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, my grunt tube wasn't doing anything. Trying a little bit of blind grunt and the doe estrus bleat, blind calling, not seeing anything, wasn't doing anything. So I figured I'm going to try rattling. Got the rattle bag out. Um, and in the process, I had to pee. So I went pee, uh, and then when I turned around to grab my bow, out of my peripheral vision, I saw two does walking towards me. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm going to pick my bow up and turn around and see what happens here. Um, by the time they kind of filtered into me, they were two more doe fawns. Um, so I decided that I was going to give them a pass and they walked literally right to my tree. I've never had deer walk that close to me before. I know I've heard people talk like deer walk right under them or come right to their tree. Um, but this is the first time I've ever had a deer literally walk to my tree. Um, and in case anyone's ever wondering, uh, these deer, at least young deer are not deterred by human urine <laughs> um these deer literally walked right to where i had peed and were eating acorns out of the pee so <laughs> didn't bother didn't bother them one bit oh and also another part i forgot when i picked my bow up i managed to drop my rattle bag 20 feet however high i was 20 feet probably down um, to the ground, and that also did not deter these deer at all. And how how far away were they when that happened? They were not far. They were within 20 yards. Really? Yes. Didn't bother them did at all? Not at all. Wow. I mean, I froze, because, like, the rattle bag, I had hung it on the hook with my bow, and I had, in the heat of the moment, when I saw these deer, I grabbed my bow and pulled it off the hook, and the rattle bag came off with it and fell. So I was facing the tree at that point, and they were kind of behind me off to my left. And so I just froze because I thought as soon as that, it was like slow motion, as soon as that came off the hook, I'm like, no. <laughs> and it hit, and I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear blowing. I didn't hear deer running. I didn't hear anything. So then I slowly turned around, 
and those deer were still working on the exact same path at the exact same speed right towards me. I'm... So I don't know. I don't know. And that rattle bag fell within a foot of where that deer was eating acorns. I mean, that's a... Well, it was windy today. It was windy, though. It was windy. And so I wonder if... They might have just turned their ears off. I don't know. <laughs> well, like if, if today, I mean, because I know when I was out there, you know, you got sticks and falling, stuff breaking right. off and falling and like maybe they just yeah get used to things falling out of trees <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and didn't, i mean these walnuts didn't... yeah i mean yeah so yeah they worked right past my tree um and then when they got right underneath me they looked a little bigger than when they were approaching so i was like well maybe if one of these decides it's going to give me a shot, I'll shoot one of them. But um, they walked directly in line, basically, right past my tree, away from me. And the only thing I saw was the rear end and the head would have been my own, you know, I mean, I didn't have a yeah, shot. no shot. And then eventually the one did stop and turn a little bit to look back that I maybe could have snuck one in, but... It was, again, out to the pretty much max of where I'm comfortable. And it was also just about to crest over the ridge into, like, some really thick, nasty, briary stuff. So if I would have shot that deer, I know would have went down in that crap. And I wasn't really interested in, for a smaller deer, going down in there to try and take a risky shot to start yeah and then also have to worry about dragging it up and out of that yeah that's a mess down there thick nasty place <laughs> so um and um i guess another caveat kind of to set the story a little bit we've kind of mentioned it before i guess to start but uh we don't have cell service down here so it's not like i could have called for backup to get yeah. the deer up out of there i would have been by myself because no one would have known the difference um, which is also why you haven't been seeing posts from us if you, you know if you're a regular follower we uh it's just hard you know you, there's only there's very few spots where you get cell service and so when we're in them we, we try to uh post but uh it's been pretty sparse this weekend so I don't know what we're going to do about that in the future other than it is what it is. I don't know. Um, is having your dome light on going to kill your battery while we're sitting here recording this podcast? I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to try to turn it off a little bit record in the dark. We might need one of you to come give us a jump. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so my Friday, or I'm going back to Friday. My Saturday morning, my... Uh, I don't know what my calamity of of errors continued. I went back up to the same spot I I hunted Friday night. Like I said, I moved my stand down a little bit into this into the back of this hollow a little bit in this bowl. I thought with the higher wind speeds it would overcome the swirling. It did not. It just made it swirl more. Swirl harder. <laughs> So I got up there, I got my 
lineman's rope on the tree, so I'm tied to the tree at this point. I put my first foot on the steps to start climbing up, and here comes a buck pushing a doe. They were probably 40 yards away, which is, is I don't know, 40, 50 yards away. <coughs> but I heard, I heard a grunt, which is what caused me to look up. And right at that point, I looked up, they caught my wind, looked up, they knew something wasn't right. They never came close. They just kind of, they didn't go tearing out of there, but they just kind of filtered back off the other way. So at that point, once I was kind of confident that they were gone, I started climbing into my stand and before before I got into my stand, I was on the top step. I had another buck come by. Came from the same side, like from the right side of this bowl, if you're looking down in the bowl. Basically did the same thing. Got This one got a little farther than those those first two deer did, but caught my wind and and he did kind of spin out of there and and bound off a little bit at that point I was like this is not a good spot <laughs> I can't hunt here because the wind is messed up so I climbed down and kind of snuck around the woods a little bit trying to find a place where I could get close to that thick stuff but where the wind would be consistent and basically couldn't find one so at that point you know all told I, I i don't know i probably spent an hour hour and a half doing that after that i figured i'm gonna take my stand down and move it to another spot to get it ready to hunt for this evening so i took my stand all down hauled it over to this other spot I got, you know, I'm getting everything geared up to climb this tree, you know, my pull-up ropes out, all this stuff. Got the first step on and realized I left my screw-in hooks in the tree that I had previously had my stand hung in. <laughs> of course. So... I considered leaving them because, you know, they're like a buck a piece or something. But I, I didn't feel right about doing that. And I sort of need one of the hooks to hang my stand. Because I, I use the loop in my, in my pull-up rope to hang my stand from one of those screw-in hooks while I'm working on getting the strap put on. So I can be kind of, I'm not trying to hang the stand in the crook of my elbow while I'm getting the, the strap around, you know, I just, I screw a hook in and then I can hang my stand from that hook while I'm working on getting the strap on. So at that point I decided, well, I guess I'm going back to that tree, climb that tree again, um, get my hooks out, at which point it's, you know, middle of the afternoon kind of cold at this point so I decided to just pack my stand up and head back to the cabin get lunch and kind of come up with a new game plan I also forgot 
when I was walking down the road at first light, um, I think there's no way to tell because I didn't see the, the Jeff mentioned he jumped a big buck on Friday. I suspect my theory is it's the same buck because we, I jumped a buck out of this bottom and it, I could see it go across the Creek and up the hill. And as it was going up the hill, it was, it was a big buck and it was very close to where Jeff had jumped a big, a big buck the night before. So, or the day before. So I'm speculating it was the same buck. It was a nice buck. I would have liked to have seen it under my stand, but no such luck. So does that, did you talk about your Saturday morning, Jeff? No, I did not. There's not much to report. Um, I went back to the same place that I hunted Friday and had luck, saw deer, um, but I didn't see anything. Um, I saw a tail right as I was entering the woods, um, a deer run off, um, but that was it. All I did was freeze in the morning. So that brings us to lunch. Jacob, you covered both of your kind of yeah. pre-lunch sits. Pre-lunch sits, yeah. So we had lunch, got all warmed back up. Headed out all fired up for Saturday evening sit and had a whole lot of nothing. Nobody <laughs> saw a deer. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, so I, I climbed up to a different spot. I regrouped. I, I, I went up to this other spot. I climbed up this little draw or drainage where the, you know, like a little ravine where the water's cut through coming down the hill. And it's always shallow enough, unless it's actively raining, it's always shallow enough for you to just be able to walk up it. And this is one of the few ones down here that isn't choked out with deadfall and trees and stuff in it. You can actually walk up this thing, and then when you get up to where it kind of peters out is a good spot to hunt. So that's where I went, except I went up a little farther farther back in because I, I I've heard and seen deer up above me from where I normally hunt and so I thought well I'm gonna go up there and see if I can see what's going on up there I'd never really been up that far so that was my plan but when I got up there it's there's no edge habitat up there it's all open timber and so for bow hunting, it's it's hard to get a deer in front of you when there's nothing to kind of define travel. So I set up, but I didn't see... I could see for 100 plus yards in any direction and didn't see a thing. I saw one squirrel. So kind of a letdown. That was my... That was my last attempt to get a deer while I was down here, so that was a bummer, but that's the way it goes. It's hunting, not shopping. So, Jake, you got into some turkeys, but... I did, yes. Uh, I went to the same place this evening, Saturday evening, that I was in Friday evening, um, because I guess I left part of Friday evening out. Um, I passed on that doe what i believe was a doe fawn um and then right at last light another deer came in 
but it was just too dark. Where he, it, I think it was a she. Couldn't really even tell if it was a buck or a doe. Um, the area that it came in at was like a kind of a bottom, so it was darker over there. Um, so it's like if, to my left was unhuntable because I just couldn't see to distinguish what was going on. To my right, if it would have been to my right more, it was a little, it's more open, so the last light would have given me probably a shot. Um, but that deer, I saw it approaching, and then it kind of jumped down into that bottom, and I just completely lost it. So I waited until it was too dark to see anything anywhere, um, and then climbed down out of the tree, and that deer was still in that bottom. It blew and took off, and then when I came down a little bit further, another deer had come into this kind of open area that I was hunting, um, and it it ran off, and it was big enough to where I could hear it running. It was, you know, it was a bigger body, it had to have been a bigger body deer, it weighed more, because you could hear those I thuds. I could hear the thuds when it was running, yeah. Um, so that was Friday night, um, after light, basically. It was dark. So then Saturday night, I went to the same place, thinking maybe I can get those deer. Maybe they'll come by a little earlier. Um, like you said, I got into some turkey, or as soon as I got up in my tree, there must have been some turkey that had roosted... Um, behind me up the hill a little bit and they didn't like me being in that tree because no sooner did I get up the tree and they came off roost which if you've ever heard a turkey come off roost it is not a graceful process um so there's crashing and sticks breaking and limbs busting and um they flew right over my head going down the hill uh which I thought because uh, where I was hunting was a little bit below where Jason was Saturday evening. Um, so I was hoping that he had pushed something to me by going up in the woods. So when I heard all that commotion, I thought for sure it was deer busting out that were going to be coming down towards me. But it was turkey. They flew down over my head. And they flew down to the creek, which is down at the bottom of the hill. Um, so they were in... They were up in... The trees when mm -hmm. they took off. Yeah, they were up in the trees, yeah. I wonder... Which was kind of early for them to be up in the trees, but yeah, they were. Yeah, I wonder what... I don't know. Would cause them to be up in the tree. Maybe... Would the wind cause them to get up there early, or... I know turkey don't like being in the woods in wind or rain. They like to go out in the fields, because they, you know... Right. They're sitting ducks, they can't hear... Right. So they may have roosted because of the wind. Yeah, because, I mean, this was probably 2 o'clock, 2.30. Yeah. And they were, yeah, they were coming out of the trees. And they went down to what would be more open bottom by the creek. And they raised a ruckus down there. I had never heard turkey. There was three or four of them that flew over my head. Um, so I don't, all I know is there was at least three turkey, maybe four. But it sounded like there was 30 down there once they got down to the bottom. Because they were just making a racket. I don't know what they were doing down there. I can't see that far down the hill. But they were... Just carrying just on. Just carrying on, yeah. 
I mean, you guys both heard them. Yeah. It, and I was way up on, almost on the top of the ridge. I was, well, I was 150 yard or 150 feet from the property line. And I don't know how much farther it is up to the top of the ridge, but I was back up in there pretty far and I could hear them all the way up there. Yeah. So, I mean, the sound carries kind of through the hollows. It depends on where you're at. Sometimes you'll be able to hear stuff if it's, you know, the sound carries the right way from far away. And then other times if you're, you know, one ridge over, there's times where it's like, I didn't hear that. <laughs> but um, that was the highlight of my Saturday evening. I was turkey and that was it. I did not see or hear. I mean, I had some squirrels. Uh, there was a acorn, an oak tree with acorns. It was kind of funny. I've never seen this before personally, but um, the leaves are off the trees, but the acorns are still in the tree. So these squirrels were climbing up the trees and picking the acorns off the trees that don't have leaves. It was just kind of weird. Normally the huh. acorns fall, but this tree had no leaves, but it had a bunch of acorns at the top. So the squirrels were going up there and picking them off and they'd pick one off and then four more would fall down to the ground and but that was about it i just watched squirrels eat acorns all night <laughs> well how about you jeff what did i don't think you I, said you got in anything yeah nothing the most excitement i had was hearing the turkeys that jacob scared off roost um oh i i did see a wood rat which that was the first time i've ever seen one of those other than in a wood pile, you know, I've only ever seen one one time before, so it was kind of interesting. You know, took took me a while to figure out what it was. I don't think I could pick a wood rat out of a lineup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. It just took me a while because you know, at first I was thinking like, you know, is that a muskrat or, you know, what is it? It's a you know, a small furry animal that you know. So it took me a while to figure out what it was, but that's what it was. So I think that, like I said, this is Saturday night that we're recording this, so that sort of concludes our our update. That's sort of our stories. Um, nothing, nothing too interesting uh, other than the hunting, right? I mean, we had the rain. Creek was high, so we splashed yeah. around in the creek a little bit. Yeah, but, got, uh, got real wet. Friday, real wet. <laughs> Coming out. Yeah. Going, the way this creek is, like, when you go in, there's typically a ledge that you can jump off of down onto the other bank, the opposite bank. But then coming out, like, it's it's much harder to jump up onto the other bank. So. Yeah. And the water runs off the hill, so the creek is usually higher when you're coming out than it is when you're going in. Yeah. I was able to find a spot where, I mean, it was deep, it, you know, but I was able to just walk through. I think I, I maybe went in up to, probably up to my, you know, I just had a regular old boot, leather boots on, you know, so it probably, I think it went over my boots, but it wasn't crazy. Jake, I was walking out and I saw your headlamp coming down. <laughs> Heard splash and goes, oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I went in up to my knees. I went up to the knee. <laughs> yeah, I tried to make the jump and came up short. And, 
I uh, definitely went up to the knees, yeah. So luckily that was the end of the evening and I was going to warm up and uh, our dad is down for the weekend also and he's notorious for having the cabin very, very warm. So. He enjoys putting wood in the wood stove, that's for sure. Yes, he does. I was looking forward to getting back to that warm wood stove cabin because I was soaked to the knees. Yeah, so... Jeff's doe and us splashing around in the creek. I guess that's <laughs> that's, about that's it. the uh, the highlights from the the weekend. Unfortunately, we don't have more to uh, more to bring you guys. But like you know, that's that's the way it goes sometimes. So, any other updates or anything we want to talk about before we shut it off and drive back down the hill? No, I don't think no. so. Hopefully Jeff and I get into them tomorrow morning. We're going to try and do a morning hunt, and then we'll probably leave around lunchtime. Uh, Head so. back to civilization. Yeah, so hopefully tomorrow morning we get a little more action than we had this evening. Cause yeah. Nobody. Yeah. We had, I don't know if Dan went in the woods. But, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I, th I thought for sure with the cold, man, yeah. they'd but yeah. we just didn't, we, I don't know, we, we four, just didn't get into them. We had four guys in the woods, and four guys who have spent a lot of time in the woods hunting, and none of us saw a deer, so. They just weren't moving this evening down here, because someone, one of us would have saw something. I mean, we were yeah. four different guys in four different places. And like I said, I, I, I probably wasn't in a good spot to shoot a deer, but I could see forever, you know, so if there was something up and moving i'd have seen it i just i didn't see anything yeah so i think we're uh probably down here i think we're probably hitting the tail end of the rut uh like you said you saw some yeah i saw a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of chasing chasing rutting behavior but i uh, haven't seen the only buck i saw was driving down the hill last night after dark after calling my wife and daughter um, talking on the phone to them, I saw a little four-point, four-corn buck run across the Crossing street the road, yeah. in front of me. But uh, that's the only buck I've seen down here. Everything else has been small does, so I don't know if they're locked down currently or what, but I haven't seen it much chasing or much of that. But it also hasn't been the best weather, so we've had pouring rain one day and high winds the next so yeah so that concludes our our uh, bow hunt weekend let us know how you guys have been doing hit us up on social media we're ohio huntsman on facebook and ohio huntsman podcast on instagram and i just want to thank everybody for you know the likes and the shares and Really appreciate that. Continue to do that. It, that helps us out a lot. And the best way to continue to get the episodes is, is to subscribe to the show. That way you're notified when you get a new episode or when we post a new episode. So do that. Subscribe. Leave us a review if you would. That also helps new people find the show. And with that, I think we're going to shut it off. So... Thanks, everybody.